0: Thank mm-hmm. City Improvement Bureau. This meeting is now called to order. First up, let's take attendance. We have Raul DeShane.
1: Uh, here?
0: It's Paul DeShane? N- no, no, it says Rawl DeShane on my notes.
1: No, 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 no. That was Paul DeShane.
0: You you are Paul? You're not Rawl. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we've, we've been having these meetings for like months now.
0: You you realize for the last five years on payroll you've been Rawl shame?
1: Well, you know, but it uh I still get paid.
0: this is why everyone was looking at me at your wedding when I gave the speech. <laughs> because now now I understand. So I'll make a memo that's Paul shame. Yeah. Department co chair. Yep. And I um it says Adrian Morgan.
1: Yeah, well, no, that's we'll, not right.
0: We'll change that to Aiden Morgan, Comptroller, Queen City Improvement okay. Bureau. So, I have motion to adopt the agenda.
1: Uh, I second the motion.
0: I pass the motion. Unfortunately, we don't have quorum, so yeah. none of nothing that we talk about tonight is binding. Okay. But this is the Queen City Improvement Bureau in compliance with Memo EX 1063 we are permitted, required, to broadcast on CJTR 91.3 FM, Regina's community radio station, as part of the city's public outreach. We're coming to you live tonight from the basement of City Hall. And let's start off with uh, City Council. uh, Let's talk about some uh, outstanding improvements from the City Council meeting this Monday.
1: Okay. Um, Yeah. So, Monday, there was a big council meeting uh, i 've been going to these so that you don 't have to thank you um, and this week th- surprisingly, normally, like a council meeting the uh, the big item will be uh, you know funding a thing or borrowing money for a thing or something like that. This week, the big contentious issue was street names street names street names. Uh, so what happened was, uh, a company, Westera Development, and, um, they're working with Harvard Development to build a neighborhood called Westera. They had submitted a list of street names to, uh, to the Civic Naming Committee, and, uh, the Civic Naming Committee rejected all of them. They had, uh, three names that they had suggested that had the word West in it to tie into the fact that they're called Westera. Uh, the, the names were Westera Street, West Park, and Westland. They also had a list of, um, celestial names, things like Dusk and Eventide and Starburst and Stargaze and Twilight, and these were all, uh, these were also rejected. Um, they said because... Uh, okay, so the West names were removed. Um, there was some concern among uh, the uh, firefighters and emergency services that names like uh, West Arrow, West Park, they sounded too much alike. We already have several streets within Regina that have West in them, and uh, it becomes a safety concern.
0: So there's, they're worried that the fire department will actually go to the wrong end of the city or something. Exactly. Um, so they might say, you know, drench the Golden Mile, or if, if that were west. I'm exactly. D- yeah.
1: Um, they, But then they rejected the Dusk, the Eventide, these Celestial names, because uh, there was some concern that they weren't uh, Regina-specific enough. So uh, those didn't fly. Uh, the Civic Naming Committee mo- pointed out that... Uh, Developers have a habit to like names that have, that refer to flora or fauna or topographical features. Um, meanwhile, the Civic Naming Committee has already approved a list of 400 names, uh, most of which, uh, you know, honor prominent Reginans, local volunteers, members of the First Nations community. But, uh, the development community has been uh, a little bit slow. To uh, pick up these names, and so the uh, the civic naming committee is kind of hoping that they'll be able to, uh, you know, encourage uh, developers to use these. Um, but Westera uh, slash Harvard showed up. They had a delegation to city council on Monday, and they pled their case, arguing that they need these names that have West in them: the Westera, the West Park, the Westland, uh, be- for marketing reasons.
0: Are they worried that people who live there will not be able to make their way to their own houses if they don't have a simple naming system?
1: Kind of. There's also like sort of the concern that um, the, if you have the West in the name, it's sort of like Brands Westera on the whole community.
0: I don't think a direction of the Compass is a brand.
1: Um yeah, I mean you know, it's kinda of funny that uh Westera I, I I used to in my youth. I worked at the West campus of Nate in Edmonton and there's a West uh heavy equipment company out of B C and there's a uh Westera in uh in um uh Colorado. So well.
0: I'm getting a western theme out of this.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. As um, as the West Air representative said, they got they picked the name, they they developed the name because uh, the community that they're building is going to be on the west side of the city. And then Terra uh, means earth, so it means West Earth, literally. Um,
0: that is ridiculous.
1: <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they also argued. They also argued that. Um, the, uh, the the need for this was because of place building that uh, you're going to be having people moving into a virgin greenfield uh, development and uh, to give them sort of like a sense of community you need to like have these names that sort of like tie everything together um
0: so what did, what did what did the councillors think of this ongoing Fufara? or hullabaloo over over street names?
1: Yeah. Um, they actually ended up uh, sort of siding with the developer on the, uh, the West names. They decided that uh, the, the argument, the uh, marketing argument was uh, a solid one. But... Um, they weren't sold on the idea of the celestial names. Uh, west Era argued that these, uh, the theme of their names, their celestial names, was Land of the Living Sky, which is a very Saskatchewan thing. But um, the, uh, yeah, the council wasn't sold on that because that's more of a Saskatchewan thing, not right. a Regina-specific thing. And the
0: sky isn't to the west. It's up, which is north. Right. I mean, if you look at a map, <laughs> up is north. Should true, be, yeah. true.
1: So when it seemed like council was about ready to, uh, um, you know, allow the West names, but they were going to reject all of the uh, celestial names, uh, Councillor Hawkins, uh, one of my favorite councillors, rose to raise an objection. And I have a clip of that, if I can get it to play here.
2: Please, please do.
1: All right, just a sec.
2: It seems to me like we're in a time warp of old fuddy-duddy names, boring names like John Smith or Mary Jones or Bob Hawkins, names that attract no interest, no imagination, no color, no creativity. Why do we have to do that? Why do we limit ourselves? Why do we close off our list, and it is closed, why do we close off our list to those kind of old, worn-out, tired, usual names? On the other hand, what do I see? I see somebody coming in and saying, how about celestial names? And chicken looking the sky is going to fall in. Well, it's not going to fall in. If we use some themes, we'll get some interest, some color, some imagination. What could be better than names like dusk, moonlight, nightfall, starburst, living skies? So I'd ask, and this is the reason I support Councillor Young, I'd ask that we get on with a little bit of imagination and creativity in the naming of our streets, give it a little bit of color. I mean, no disrespect to the honor of prominent citizens from the past, but there's no reason to monopolize monopolize street naming on their behalf. Let's spread our wings a bit. Let's do something, as uh, Councillor Flagel said but didn't accept, let's do something that's a little new, a little funky, and a little more imaginative. This naming policy needs a boost, it needs new criteria, and Councillor Young's motion is the very way to do it. Thank you, Your Worship.
0: Yowza, Yeah, it was a trouser. yeah. I, I am banjaxed and galvanized.
1: Um, thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the... Um, as, as you can see, uh, Councillor
0: Hawkins... Called
1: for funky names.
0: He called for funky names, yeah. and I think we we should give him. I mean, as you know, the this is our job at the Queen City Improvement Bureau to deliver the funky names unto Councillor Hawkins.
1: Yeah, and uh, we actually already set up a uh, a hashtag on the Twitters, um, and it's uh, Funky Streets YQR. Uh, so hashtag Funky Streets YQR, spelled exactly the way it sounds, and um, I understand you've been uh, you've you've checked, and we we already have some funky streets that have been suggested to us by uh, city council watchers.
0: We we do. I, I am I'm actually the uh, the social media monitor uh, at the Queen City Improvement Bureau, so I will. Oh, sure. Allow me allow me to read out a few, and uh, Paul. You're sure it's not Raul? I'm No, really...
1: no. My parents named me Paul.
0: Okay oh, that you know that really makes a lot more sense. It really does. Rawl is a is an odd name. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. So we have David Callum, uh, Twitter handle Callum, uh, Maceo Parkway, not bad, and Doctor Funken Street. Uh, Dr. Funken Street has an issue. Uh, it has a dash between N and S, and uh, we we actually can't uh, we can't accept any street names with special characters because they also have to double as passwords for people's Twitter accounts. So sorry. Uh, we have Darren Lanigan with the imaginative Twitter handle of Lanigan Darren. So thank you, Darren, or Lanigan. I can't tell. Uh, Earth Boulevard. Wind Parkway, Fire Promenade. I th- That's not bad. I, th- I think he's. I think he's going for something, and I, you know, I look at it. I think I get it, um, but frankly, I'm a little confused. Are, are we trying to name one street three different names, or are we going for different streets? No, I'm are thinking we-
1: he's. He's imagining like a triangle of streets like an Ooh. earth a wind and a fire street and then perhaps in the middle there would be like an uh, i don't know like an, an aquarian uh, crescent or
0: what what kind of triangle though like a, a funky
1: a, funky triangle a funky
0: triangle maybe one whose angles actually add up to more than 180 degrees
1: one that they add up to the funk
0: the funk the lovecraftian funk right. uh, anyway uh, The other problem here, of course, with with this name, as uh, as good as it looks on the surface, um, is it it might be a little strong. So earth, you know, we don't want to think of, like, you know, construction or permanent construction around the city. So maybe um, lawn, you know, because there's earth underneath some nice green grass. So we've got lawn boulevard, wind park. um, I'm thinking more of a gentle breeze.
1: I I don't think you're very funky. Eh?
0: But but you know, we don't want people might get a little upset. You know, people come home, they have to digest their meals and if their streets are too funky, it'll just it'll just angry up the blood.
1: No, oh, fair enough. You see? Fair so, enough. So yeah.
0: Gentle Breeze Parkway and uh Fire Promenade uh I <laughs> I don't think we can sell the notion of a street that might be on fire.
1: Well, yeah, think about it. Like if there was an actual fire on the street, and somebody phones into a dispatcher and says there's a fire on Fire
0: Boulevard,
1: um, like,
0: and just and what are they gonna do? They'll just, yeah, they, yeah, nobody will know where to go. They might just drive west and find might. some name street with west in the name. Yeah, and just you know flood that with with water, as firemen often and women often seem to do. What do they do besides flood things with water?
1: Uh, burn books.
0: They do, they burn books. They they keep they keep us blissfully ignorant. Exactly. Yeah. Uh what else? We've got the Citizen Social Club. Mm-hmm. Uh fine people. Fine, fine, fine folks. You can see them at uh Turning out at the uh, City Council meetings. Actually, can
1: I tell my Citizen Social Club story? You can. Okay, so I show up to City Council, and I'm live-tweeting the event. And I notice in my Twitter feed that uh, there's some stuff coming from Citizen Social Club. And so I um, I type into Twitter, uh, are you guys here? And Citizen Social Club immediately tweets back to me, yes, Paul, we're directly behind you. And I turn around, and there's like three women who are all like waving at me, making me feel really creeped out. But it was very nice to finally meet them because I've heard about the Citizen Social Club. This is a group of people who are coming out to City Hall and watching the proceedings and enjoying themselves and then uh, going for drinks afterwards, which, you know, I 100% support.
0: This sounds way better than what we do, uh, which is um, most of the time we're actually locked in the basement here. Uh, Sometimes uh, the janitors close the door behind us and uh, we're stuck for the night. So we, we don't. Get, we've don't gotten
1: very confused. close, although apparently you don't know my name.
0: It's I, I. don't. It's Paul. It's Paul. Sure. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, we also have a few more suggestions. We oh, have citizen social club. Oh, suggestion. sorry. No. I, yeah. I, almost, I almost we got so it carried was away.
1: Boogie boogie woogie avenue. Which, as a child of the 70s I, ha- 70s, I have to correct. If it's going to be funky, it should be boogie Oogie Oogie woogie avenue. That's true. And it would keep you dancing all night.
0: The, much like the shoe, the dancing shoes of of legend. Mm-hmm. Disco legend. Yeah. Uh, other than that, we have we have Parliament Funkadelic Avenue.
1: That that was mine.
0: That's pretty good. I yeah. got to say I I
1: can't argue with that. Uh There is there is a problem though. Uh we already oh. have a Parliament Avenue.
0: Mm, we do.
1: So there we, can- we would run into that same problem of too many sound alike streets right
0: right and and are we, you on
1: parliament or parliament funkadelic north
0: I, I, exactly yeah. or parliament funkadelic mm-hmm. crescent and, yeah. and once again you've got the fire department just drenching the wrong part of the city this is this is a real thing people uh, we're mm-hmm. at, the, at the improvement bureau we're concerned about misplaced drenchings and I, and for <sighs> <poor. laughs> Or yeah, hydration that's a problem. That is a problem. Uh, we also, we have Bootsy Collins Drive. Yeah, that was another good, one of mine. And uh, Turn This Mother Out Court.
1: Yeah, although I've I realized afterwards that it should be uh, This Mother Out Turn.
0: Yes, it is, actually. It should be This Mother Out Turn Court. Sure. Well, that's good. Yeah. So we're doing good. Uh, but here at, actually, at the, you know, here at the Queen City Improvement Bureau... Uh, this actually, Councilor Hawkins should know. This actually is kind of biting our our job descriptions because we're the ones who come up with stuff like this. Uh, so I went on a fact-finding mission to come up with some funky names that are more in keeping with sort of our our, our civic-minded uh, mission. Uh, and I and I ask you, Paul, mm-hmm. uh, what is more funky yet functional? than uh than our city's playgrounds and playground equipment.
1: Um, I'm scared to know where this is going.
0: Uh, no, I there's there's no need to be scared. I think uh so we'll I would like to put some of these names forward. Okay.
1: Yeah yeah I'm all ears.
0: Monkey Bar's Crescent. <laughs> I like that. Oh I do like that. Oh actually, great yeah. Monkey Bar's Crescent. Uh we could and once you know if you phone nine one one and say um, I live at Monkey Bars, Crescent, and I'm on fire. You can be pretty sure they'd know where to go. Mm-hmm. And, and all hydration would be, like, absolutely targeted. Uh, Teeter Totter Street. Yeah. Se- teeter- yeah. I like it. It's not very funky, though. Um, uh, Teeter Totter uh, uh, Avenue.
1: No, no, it's still not
0: working. Se- Seesaw Court.
1: Seesaw Court, <laughs> that's all right.
0: Uh Kijiji galvanized steel swing set, Parkway.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's my favorite. So nice, far.
0: nice. I'm I'm going roundabout Crescent.
1: No, I should be roundabout roundabout.
0: That was my next suggestion. Oh damn, I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: uh, gravel uh, road. Uh, you, <laughs> no, there are gravel roads. Oh. It could be redundant, especially when it gets first built.
0: That, that's true. That's true. We don't want to do. We don't want to have uh, the wrong gravel road drenched. No. Uh, blues Muse. <laughs> I love that. I love that.
1: My children are big fans of Blue's Clues. They would love to watch Blue's Clues on Blues Muse.
0: I, I think so, and it's yeah. it's kind of high class and Tony. I yeah. mean, but a little bit funky because because there's the blues and yeah. good for and good for kids. Um, the Legend of Curly's Gold. <laughs>
1: But, I think sorry. that's a movie. So, yeah,
0: sorry, yeah, and not sorry. a very good one either. That, that, no, that that is actually uh, sorry. That's another list of um, underrated Jack Palance movies uh, s- subcategory Marvelous. sequels. Um, so it's a uh, <laughs> yeah, um, several empty bottles of Rockaway Cooler Lane. No. Um, no. Crying a That lane. actually describes
1: like a street that I used to live. On.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, this was this particular uh, playground that I was looking at. Um, um, uh, concerned uh, concerned playground monitor uh, pointing at me because I'm standing on the edge of the playground with a clipboard. Boulevard. <laughs>
1: So basically what's been happening is just whatever's happening to you you're writing down in your notebook and ter- putting street at the end of it
0: well you know it's you sort of like you know you never know when you might strike gold
1: um uh, you haven't yet
0: uh rapid police response road
1: um yeah no no um, no,
0: no hiding under some hedges so it's 722
1: and, uh, we're on CJTR 91.3, the mighty community radio station for Regina. And, uh, you know, the, the next item on the agenda, sorry to leap ahead on you there, no, Aiden Morgan. A,
0: no, that's, but don't it, use my name. Though. Sorry. Sure. The, yeah. Um, is, uh,
1: there was, there was big news this morning here in Regina, uh, the groundbreaking ceremony for the empty lot at Victoria Albert was this morning you may know it better as the site of the once mighty plains hotel
0: and good time charlie's exactly
1: uh the the, the famed bar which the deep dark woods were a song about um this site has been slated to become a condo uh, hotel development since 2009. It was supposed to be finished. The original plan had it done in 2012. It is now 2015 and they're just breaking ground. Up to this point all uh, the developers have accomplished is erecting a porta potty which has been standing there for a year and I, th- I actually longer than that. I believe it has heritage designation now that porta potty. So they're going to have to build around it. <laughs>
0: i think I think you're probably right on that one yeah. yeah
1: but yeah, so it's been it's been in limbo for many 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 years uh unbuilt
0: uh well i actually that's the the question that comes up obviously is why
1: mm-hmm.
0: has this construction been delayed so long
1: i, I understand you have a theory
0: i actually I went on a fact finding mission did you yes, I took my clipboard and everything uh i I'm pretty sure based on several nights uh staked out at the Capitol Point uh, parking lot or dig site. Uh, I believe it's haunted. Haunted? I believe that, uh, yeah, it's haunted, and that's why that's scared away um, all the construction people for the last really? several years. So
1: like a Scooby-Doo episode?
0: Somewhat like a Scooby-Doo episode, but... Uh, Is there
1: gold underneath there, and there's like a developer who wants to get it, and so...
0: It, it might be, I mean, it might be Curly's gold. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah it could be
0: there's uh, so I'm looking so I think it might be haunted by Jack Palance okay, or Billy Crystal's career, okay, or something right so so um, this is this is my best theory uh I just it's just based on a spooky feeling that I got
1: okay, um you know, I have another theory
0: it's I doubt it's as rock solid as mine, but okay
1: uh I think that it might be good times Charlie's good time Charlie's the bar. Might be. That is haunting that site and driving off the construction workers with its good times.
0: With its good times. And maybe the karaoke. Maybe, maybe there's echoes of karaoke from the old Plains Bar. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. That will do. So look out for the ghost of Capital Point, or as I like to call it, Capitol Pointy. <laughs> or, or so, <laughs> I, I, which, which I am taking from Jason Fedorchuk, uh, on, who is Carol Channing Tatum on Twitter, uh, so Fantastic, you, dude, Jesus. Mr. George. He, he's, he's a good fellow, yeah. and undoubtedly he's uh, he's part of the public audience listening to our community outreach tonight.
1: Yeah, I hope so. Um, so I guess we're on to the next item on the agenda, which would be innovative revenue tools.
0: Mm, yes.
1: Um, so, I do why I
0: went, mm, but there
1: you go. Yeah, so innovative revenue tools. Uh, the city, as everybody knows, it's always a struggle to, you know, Make enough money off of just property taxes. Uh, so one of the improvements that we've been tasked with is coming up with, uh, new ways to raise money for the city. Uh, so I've, I have a recommendation and it's coming from the open spaces purposing working group, which as you know, I'm a member of. As am I? I haven't seen you at any of the meetings.
0: Uh, you there's know, there's an Adrian, but. You know, yeah, yeah, he's, he's there, okay. and he fills in for me.
1: Right. Um, so, yeah, our new tool, uh, we're pretty proud of this, is rooftop parking enforcement. So uh, the city of Regina not only is facing a revenue crunch, it's also facing a pretty severe shortage of car parking. So in the committee, we noted that there's, like, a lot of unused open space on the roofs of buildings. So our recommendation... Uh, is that we amend the zoning bylaw so that we can use them for car parking rooftops for car parking, and then we can charge a servicing fee mm-hmm. to administrate and enforce the parking bylaw.
0: What do you mm. think? That's pretty good. I think I think there's some some logistics issues to be worked out, like uh, ramps, for example. Yeah, we know we were thinking about that. We talked oh, about it.
1: Yeah. Yes. So what we thought we could do is we could have a um, we could get people to build ramps or elevators. Mm-hmm. Elevators, and know. then they could apply for a tax rebate. We're thinking about like two percent over five years.
0: That sounds fantastic. I know. I think I think the community will really go for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually, um, I actually, in my my time, actually, in my correspondence with Adrian uh, at the working group, mm-hmm. uh, I came up with a couple of other uh, brief ideas uh one was the uh vertical adhesive uh parking initiative uh, i don't understand we uh, we uh we stick the cars to the sides of buildings um so it's used... like
1: our idea but just rotated ninety degrees
0: e- exactly exactly i mean we're i mean you guys your idea has gravity on its side mm-hmm. uh but we have a lot of elmer's glue i found in the basement here oh really yeah so <laughs>
1: That was that's lucky. That's really it lucky. Is, I mean, yeah, no, I, yeah. It's,
0: I feel lucky just having this job.
1: Right, yeah. but don't you worry that the cars would get on the sides of the buildings, and you couldn't get, you couldn't take them off.
0: Uh, well, there's that is an issue. I just think we need people to jump up and down on the tops of them,
1: you know? or you know, the, you know, if they park too long, then you can charge them a parking fine. Fantastic. That is revenue.
0: That is revenue. That that yeah. is that is stadium monies, y'all. Yo, that's. What else well, do you have? Uh, well, the other one, uh, the the most probably the best one I've come up with uh, for this is the uh, the Megarachnoid uh, Suspension Project. What? Uh, what? Yeah. Well, as I mean, for a while now we've all tried to figure out like how to handle the uh, the mm-hmm. large sort of maybe interdimensional spiders that were disturbed by the digging on the new stadium grounds. Uh, so we're thinking that we can get them to suspend cars from the giant webs that they've built uh, on the top of the hill towers.
1: You know, we had promised we weren't going to discuss the spiders in the radio show.
0: But I, it's it's gold. This is, this is Curly's gold level. It's, it's not
1: bad, but we should do this in camera.
0: This is true. Yeah. This is true.
1: Um, you know what we should... Uh, since if this idea isn't going to work, though, we have a few more.
3: Bonjour, <inaudible> <inaudible>
0: Enjoy Lee Harvey Osmond in concert at The Exchange, Saturday, November 7th, with
1: special guest Thompson Wilson. Lee Harvey, otherwise known as Tom Wilson, is touring in support of his new album called Beautiful Scars. One, two, three,
0: four. A fascinating vocal journey. Lee Harvey Osmond with Thompson Wilson. A presentation of roadside attractions at The Exchange, starting at 8.30, Saturday, November 7th. Tickets available at X-Ray Records, Bach and Beyond, or online at Lee Harvey Osmond Exchange.
1: This is the 91.3 FM CJTR Community Connection, brought to you by the cooperators. When it comes to insurance, trust the cooperators, connecting cooperative values to supporting communities.
2: Are your keys worth protecting? Attach a War Amps key tag as a safeguard.
1: If you lose them, the War Amps can return them to you by courier. War Amps key tags. They're free, and they work. Order yours at waramps.ca and find us on Facebook. If your nonprofit organization has an event Regina should know about, call us at 525-7274. Community Connection, brought to you by the cooperators, a better place for you, connecting community needs to affordable solutions. 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Our programming is made possible by community-minded businesses like Western Litho Printers and by listeners like you. Well, hello.
0: I love Max Webster.
1: Well, and so does the leopard, Yeah. which leopard. is why we played him again.
0: Exactly. Yeah, just, so just in case you're wondering about the leopard, we, we don't talk about the leopard. We're not sure why it's in the You're basement.
1: talking about the leopard. Okay,
0: yeah, sorry. Sorry, we just, he takes all our snacks, all our donuts are like usually thrown into the
1: hallway. Uh, Next up on the agenda, uh, we have...
0: Do we have talk of zombies? We have zombie preparedness. We do. Um, So,
1: uh, the Mayor's Blue Ribbon Panel on uh, Apocalyptic Scenarios asked us to put the city's zombie apocalypse preparedness plan on our agenda tonight.
0: Sounds good.
1: Okay. So, um, yeah. Uh, do you want to do you want to talk a little bit about that
0: well es- essentially we uh, at, the, at the queen city improvement bureau we've been tasked with figuring out ways to deal with the no doubt impending zombie apocalypse uh, with that in mind we actually interviewed a zombie expert we
1: did but uh, before that oh, um something <laughs> well you know i'm a skeptic of of, of zombies and also a skeptic of the existence of a zombie apocalypse preparedness plan. So after Monday's council meeting, I cornered Councillor Sharon Bryce, who is a member of the Emergency Measures Committee. And uh I asked her about our zombie preparedness. And uh I I will queue up that interview right now. So I have a question for you sure. regarding I will emergency measures.
3: To to um, answer it as best as I can. If I can't, I will send you the right person.
1: Okay, right on. Uh, What does the committee have uh, planned in the event of the zombie apocalypse?
3: Well, I'm sure we have everything in place from the police um, to... the ambulance so um, I know that there's been a few around the country and around the world I've actually seen many photos of them including one of my cousin's kids so um, it is a little worrisome for some not so much for others
1: Right. So this would be your cousin being dressed up as a zombie or an actual zombie? Is there anything we actually have to be worried about? Well,
3: right now he's dressed up as a zombie. Okay. So okay. And he's all the way over in the U.K. So. Uh,
1: oh, so we have nothing to so worry about here.
3: Nothing to worry about here in this okay. continent yet. But as I said, I do hear rumblings around every once in a while about Do them.
1: we have a zombie apocalypse action plan, though? Um,
3: I'm sure there's one somewhere that we'll have to maybe look at and dust off if needed. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Thank you okay. very much. You're welcome. So there you have it.
3: That's my my takeaway from that
0: is uh, is that Sharon Bryce's cousin's kid is a zombie mm-hmm. and is almost certainly at this moment very slowly walking across the ocean floor towards us.
1: Yeah. So we and as you heard, she's confirmed uh, the existence of a zombie apocalypse preparedness plan.
0: Not bad. I'm I'm actually glad we have one, but we can always do better. Which mm-hmm. is the mantra of the uh, here at the Improvement Bureau,
1: right? So that's why we uh, we have we have a meeting with a zombie preparedness expert. Yeah, Cassiozog, zombie expert. Okay, uh, and how about we go to the uh, the conference room where uh, that can take place? <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs>
0: city improvement bureau we have cassie ozog zombie preparedness specialist cassie welcome to the meeting
4: thank you guys very much for having me i know you're very busy
0: we are we are we are are very busy we are extremely busy question did you let the door lock behind you when you came in because if you did it won't open and we're probably going to be stuck
4: in here for about the next 24 hours maybe See, it's a, it's a careful balance between making sure the door is locked but also knowing where your next exits are. And while you are concerned about the one door that was locked, you don't realize that I've already checked out three or four separate exits in the building and ensured that I can get out. Whether or not you two are able to get out, that's really on you.
0: Can you stay for the end of the meeting and <laughs> then we'll just follow you? This, this would work out for us quite well, I think. I think we can make that happen but
4: we'll have to see how it goes. Would you like would you like a glass of water? Uh, I've got my coffee. I've got my coffee from a local coffee establishment in the city. This so is, This is good
0: because we we actually frankly we're not budgeted for
4: no. for uh, for like gifts. So Well yeah, yeah. I I just found out on the way in that my parking's not going to be validated. No. No financial okay. austerity
0: plus the gift shop closed. Okay. So. Okay.
4: Well, that's fine.
0: So tell us, tell us a little bit about zombie preparedness. Um, first off, why, why does the city need a zombie preparedness plan?
4: Well, it's not just about the city a, needing a zombie preparedness plan. Every person should have a zombie preparedness plan. Every family, household, neighborhood, community, city, province, country, region, you name it. Everybody should... Uh, it's about, it should be prepared. It's really about awareness. It's about planning. Uh, and it's just about taking care of yourselves. And so as the city of Regina, um, I think, although it is especially important for a city... Like ours, that's growing and expanding uh, exponentially, very quickly. Uh, our city used to be a lot smaller, geographically speaking, and now we've got a lot of brand new neighborhoods. We're really starting to have that urban sprawl, and so it's very important to think about how we can keep citizens safe when they're getting further and further apart from each other.
1: So, so what could a city like Regina do to prepare for a zombie apocalypse? Considering that we're you know we're very we're very flat, um, we don't have walls. Mm-hmm. Or anything like mm-hmm. that?
4: Well, I mean, for me, as someone who's quite paranoid and anxious, I don't see why we wouldn't spend the money on walls. I mean, we were going to build a stadium. Why not build a stadium around the city? But I can understand how that maybe would not be a popular opinion. What,
1: like, then you could just play football all the time. All the time. All of life in Regina could just be football.
0: Right. Well, when, you, when you leave the house, the first thing you do is you're playing football. Right. Somebody throws a ball, you, you pass it. I think this is a great idea.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is, this is an improvement.
0: This is an improvement. Yeah. You're already proving to be an improvement vector for the single project.
1: Uh, what about things like potholes? Are potholes our friends in, in a zombie apocalypse?
4: Well, there's the good, the good side and uh, and bad side with zombies, right? Uh, and so the bad side, of course, is that no matter what you do to them, they keep coming unless you kill them, which, of course, we've proven that across the board, shot to the head, they'll stay dead. <laughs>
1: You, and I see you have that on a t-shirt.
4: I do, I do, yeah. The, this, I wear the shirt underneath my work clothes every day to work. Right. So it's, it's just, it's an important reminder. I really right. do think so. But, uh, so I mean, if a zombie is chasing you and it stumbles through a pothole, now as an aware human, most of the time, right, we can all avoid potholes and, and, you know, dips in the curbs and that kind of thing. That's fine. A zombie's right. not looking for that. They might trip, they might break their legs. So, right. I mean, it's not going to kill the zombie, but now they're crawling on the ground, they're slower. So potholes could be, could be an option. So the city could potentially just stop road work and road improvement altogether in preparation for the zombie apocalypse.
1: So we could save money to prepare for the zombie apocalypse.
4: Absolutely. So fiscally, it's actually quite uh, a positive thing, I think, for the city. And I think would get voters really excited. Um, I mean, because you don't really hear a lot of people upset about road work in this city, you know? So I just assume it's not a a thing. most everybody's very concerned with the stadium, so...
0: What if, what if we just sent them off to Moose Jaw? If they're, say, coming... Probably they're going to come from the East because they're larger population centers. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if we just went into our houses and let them pass by, and then it's Moose Jaw's problem? So
1: if we convince the zombies that there's nothing going on in Regina... At all. Maybe they'll just leave.
0: Yeah, if there's no nightlife, no noise of any kind... If they show up and it seems like it's already been, like, ravaged by zombies, which sometimes it does seem like that, then they would just go on to Moose There's a nice valley. There's a historic downtown. Lots of people. Lots of brains to eat. It seems like a win-win to me.
4: And
1: the tunnels.
0: Um, they, yes.
1: Great place to defend from.
0: Yeah, and a great tourism revenue stream for the zombies to take advantage of. <laughs>
4: See I'm from Mushra so I have to I may have to argue a little bit on the brains point but yes overall overall yes uh the tunnels could be potentially dangerous though right if you get trapped in a tunnel with zombies um you're dead that's not going to work out for you but if the zombies were able to uh congregate and work together and take over yeah the tourism in Mushra that could really work and you are correct driving them into a valley could work to our advantage uh, in Regina, but we'd really have to work hard to get the zombies to just think absolutely nothing's happening here, um, and that would take some take a little bit of work, right? Because they can obviously see the construction. There's things going on. There's people, a lot of people.
0: There's there's the stadium. Could we could we maybe herd them into the stadium, or could we hide in the stadium? What do you what are your feelings on that?
4: Well. I think no matter what, we're going to need to finish the stadium first because a half-finished stadium is not going to allow us a whole lot of uh, ground coverage, right? I mean, they could climb out pretty easily right now. But I think it would almost be easier – well, I guess we'd have to see how many zombies we're dealing with, right? Because the population of Regina can't fit in that stadium. But potentially the population of the incoming zombies could. At the very least, we could continue moving them into the stadium and use it as a killing ground.
1: What are your credentials?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a legal You're expert. Yeah. No,
1: not but what are you? you? No.
4: Yeah. What I are was, your... <laughs> I was actually writing, Cassie
0: on comma... But
1: what are are your zombie apocalypse credentials? So I do have
4: a master's in sociology. My master's thesis uh, focused on zombie films and how uh, social fears and anxieties were reflected in zombie films. And so how that was basically an art imitating life and it became a way for us to explore a lot of our anxieties, especially around the turn of the millennium. So I was looking at the years 2000 to 2010 and how zombie films throughout that uh, that time period really reflected the things that we were terrified of, um, both on local and in North America and global scale in terms of, um, anxieties everything from economic crash to what we consider the dissolution of the traditional family to, um, you know, environmental chaos and all those things and apocalyptic fears around war and mistrust of government, all that kind of thing. So that's what I was doing with my master's degree.
1: So, um, uh, on the, why do we have zombie outbreaks questions? Uh, What are, what do the zombies represent? They
4: can represent a whole myriad of things. So, uh, everything from, I mean, most commonly, I think across the board is our fear of death. Uh, so as human beings, we always have that anxiety, right? That's, that's innate in us with our fight or flight. Um, or freeze, right? Those those instincts that we have. Um, our goal is always, even on a subconscious instinctual level, to survive. So literally seeing our death walking back towards us, trying to kill us, um, is a terrifying thought. So zombies always really identify that fear we have, that as much as we can create all these big things and have this very advanced society, no matter what, Nobody gets out alive, right? And so zombies really identify with that. But they can also come to represent lots of other things. Again, um, mistrust of government through populations uprising, uh, and and from and from there, right? So they can. It really depends on the film that you're watching, but. If you watch with a critical eye, uh, the directors are really trying to tell us something, and you can see a lot of it. I mean, in most films, if you substitute a zombie apocalypse with, um, you know, the with SARS, right, or right. a flu epidemic, an extreme flu epidemic, um, and we've seen some movies like that that don't involve zombies. Just watching how government structures actually can break down, and how um, local support services may not be prepared to support people in those situations, can really uh, affect. A population, right, and really bring out that, again, that natural fear and that need to survive.
1: Also, uh, the Romero films, the early ones, um, mm-hmm. uh, were very much about uh, sort of like the rampant consumerism where the consumer uh, begins to, you know, consume everything, like, mm-hmm. e- like other people.
4: Right. So you're talking about Dawn of the Dead, yeah. which was in the early 70s. Yeah. yeah. And exactly. And so, and it's really kind of gone on from there. If you look at... Um, So one of the first films I talked about, so jumping from the 70s all the way to um, 2002... Uh, looking at uh, twenty eight days later, which was one of the the kind of the big movies to break out at the beginning of the zombie craze at that time, uh, that movie covered a lot of things right I mean a, a lot of it was talking about it was not uh, biological so much, but it this rage it was biological, but it was this rage virus, really speaking to that human condition and like what we 'll do in order to survive and who we can become, uh, but also it dealt with a lot with uh, a mistrust of authority in that mm-hmm. film right and what happens to human beings when we remove our structures and our laws and our reason and you know everything we do to operate normally and function normally in society you know the example I always like to give people is that if you're driving down the street and you see a police officer go the other way what do you immediately do we start slowing down right because mm-hmm. presumably we're all speeding <laughs> at some point why do you do that? He's, you know, not driving to get you, and that's not what's happening. But we are ingrained to know that if we see a police officer, right, we have to maybe sit up a little bit straighter, act normal, act natural, or do all these things uh, because they represent law. There's all these things that are ingrained with us, um, socially speaking, right, from when we very first start learning how society operates, our norms and values, what's expected of us, how we're supposed to operate in society. All of these things and these rules are embedded in us. But suddenly, when society basically falls apart what are we then? Are we creatures still of law and reason or are we animals? And that's always a really interesting thing. And that's almost always addressed in zombie films on one level or another.
0: I'd just like to remind uh, everyone uh, at the meeting tonight that we are broadcasting live on ninety-three point one FM CJTR, Regina's community radio station, uh, in compliance with uh, Memo EX ten sixty-three. So that was that was Cassie Ozog, uh, zombie expert, mm-hmm. Th- and uh, if she's listening right now, thank you, Cassie, very much for for that. Uh, well, there are a few things that I think uh, she didn't really discuss in terms of zombie preparedness. Really? I mean, there's all kinds of situations in which you don't know if the zombie apocalypse has already started.
1: Okay, for instance.
0: Uh, well, for instance, you're you're walking down the street and somebody is walking towards you. Are they a zombie? And at what point are you justified... Uh, you know decapitating or shooting them in the head
1: so you're saying they're a zombie or that they're zombie like
0: it's you know it's a it's it's a fine line in in my opinion I mean sometimes people who look non zombie like maybe hours away from turning into actual zombies. it's hard to tell you have to be i think as she said very vigilant mm-hmm. uh, but i'll I'll give you an example say say for example you're you're in line at taco time.
1: Okay, um, and you, and you, okay,
0: yeah, and you order three. Actually, you order five, five alarm burritos because you're really, really hungry. Okay, and you've been locked in your office all night, and you're you're starving. Okay, uh, and you accidentally end up getting one big Juan burrito in that mix. Okay, is that a sign that the people behind the counter are succumbing to zombiedom? is that confusion does that give you license to leap over the counter and begin to go on an anti-zombie rampage in self-defense
1: um so you're saying that zombies can't recognize different types of mexican foodstuffs
0: well the, the, it's a cognitive issue
1: i think that's racist Aiden. i i think i think <laughs> i think you have an issue with zombies
0: i think i i think i do i think i think i believe I am stereotyping zombies as being bad with Mexican food stuffs. or
1: just fast food in general,
0: or just fast food in general. This is
1: awfully specific, Aiden. Uh,
0: yes, but I mean, it could happen to anybody. And yeah,
1: I don't. I don't think you I, can actually go on a, a murder zombie murder rampage because somebody got your uh, your your taco order wrong.
0: Not my, anybody's taco. Not your taco. Please please don't read the papers uh, tomorrow, by the way. Uh, just, no, no good will come of that. You just ignore ignore any stories about somebody getting kicked out of a taco time on South Albert. Okay. Because that didn't happen to okay. me or anyone.
1: Um, yeah, so I guess the takeaway on the zombie file, though, for the report we're going to have to draft Hmm is um walls good vigilance good yes potholes good i'm pretty sure they're going to like that upstairs
0: i think yeah i think they will i think they'll like the notion that potholes are actually uh useful b- bits of the infrastructure when it comes to defending against zombies
1: mm-hmm. um, i
0: think that's been the problem all along we haven't
1: thought of potholes as parts of our infrastructure it's true we think of them as a problem that needs to be repaired as opposed to we don't we don't see them as um the thing in itself we we merely note the absence of road and we don't recognize the the presence of pothole
0: what's the difference people (laughs) Well, sorry that was that was that was that was some horrible joking right there on the queen city improvement bureau i think uh before we before we go on we also have to talk about parks uh, which are we do, we do in, in terms of the zombie apocalypse?
1: Oh right. Uh, okay.
0: Parks provide. There's a lot of vegetation in our parks, yep. and there's a lot of uh, and a lot of places for uh, zombies to end up behind and spring out at us mm-hmm. unexpected. Yep. So I think my recommendation is that we uh, get rid of the parks. Pave them over. We hand planted those trees, and we can unhand plant them.
1: Sure. Sure. Um, and then we can pave them over, and mm-hmm. then you know, as we don't maintain it, there will be potholes.
0: Which, which yes, and which yeah. which will uh, which will again help defend us against the exactly. eventual shambling horde of undead.
1: All right. Um, okay. So, do you mind writing up that report for the uh, emergency, or for the sorry, the Blue Ribbon panel on uh, apocalypse scenarios? Uh, you're the better writer, Aiden. Uh, Okay. Everybody knows you're the best writer in Regina.
0: Ooh uh so so i have been told once or twice yeah
1: um all right can we move on to new business now
0: new business yeah we have a logo we have we have a logo we actually hired a consultant for the logo uh Mm -hmm. and i don't mind saying it came highly recommended and uh, the consulting firm cost us a fair amount of money uh what was recommended was some uh, crowdsourcing options, so we crowdsourced out our logo to uh, to school children and possibly some drunk raccoons. Really? really yes. Uh, I'm not sure whether the children of the raccoons submitted, but either way, it is. Uh, I I think the results speak for themselves. All right. I think we managed to combine the uh, the city, the notion of improvement, and uh, and. Uh, our, our municipal obsession, which football.
1: So, um, where could the outreachees uh, find that logo if they needed to go looking for it?
0: The ones who have been are being and have been outreached, uh, The outreachees can find it at uh, on our Twitter uh, handle uh, Queen City IB. Uh, that is not Queen City Irritable Bowel, by the way. It's Queen City Improvement Bureau, uh, or on our Facebook page, uh, Facebook.com forward slash Queen City Improvement Bureau.
1: All right. And people can send any direct any questions there?
0: Yes, they can.
1: They can uh, ask for advice or help with any City Hall-related or Regina-related things?
0: Or Yes, or anything, really. We, uh, we're here to help. Okay. We're here to improve.
1: Yeah, we're improvement vectors.
0: We are, we are improvement vectors, and, and we, we want more improvement vectors to be vectoring around this. I don't know any geometry terms. Oh. I don't know. Okay. I'll talk to people. Thank you. Thank you. All very right. Hypot News. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and that, my friends, has been uh, Queen City Improvement Bureau uh, motion to adjourn the meeting.
1: I second that motion.
0: Good. You have been listening to the weekly broadcast of the Queen City Improvement Bureau on ninety-three point one FM CJTR. Contact us and keep on improving Regina. Oh,